Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole year. The community is growing. Buzzsprout, who hosts our podcast, has been able to give us the opportunity to see how we are growing internationally. We've been able to go into Jamaica, my dad's home, all right, Mexico, Singapore, Sweden, New Zealand, Korea, Japan, Bermuda, Germany, South Africa, the Bahamas, and the United States of America. If you could do me the privilege of just sending me a message and letting me know where you're from, you can do that at realdoc74 at gmail.com. That's R-E-A-L-D-O-C at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at realdoc74. You can follow the House Call community page on Facebook. It's the House Call with Dr. Matt community page. You can type that in and you'll be able to find the page with no problem. Reach out. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us what we can change. Let us know what topics you're wanting to connect your health dots in. And let's continue these conversations. Let's continue to get this straight talk. The topic that we're exploring today is taking us back to our kids' corner. I was granted the privilege to sit down with a wife, mother, blogger, educator, advocate, Elle from Cleverly Changing Blog, allowed me the opportunity to sit down and open the door to sickle cell anemia or sickle cell disease. She so graciously and elegantly told us her family story and how her twin daughters are affected by she and her husband's trait of sickle cell. Elle is an advocate and she has been featured on the Amazing People podcast series by Chip Dizard. You should go check that out. She's also been featured in Life Happens Blog Talk with Angela Bryant. Elle is a blogger for St. Jude's Hospital. She was able to go at the end of September and be a part of a wonderful event that she's going to tell you about as well in the podcast. So let's sit down. Let's have some conversations. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you, helping you connect those health dots again. I'm so privileged to be sitting here on this beautiful afternoon, crisp October afternoon with Miss L from the Cleverly Changing blog post. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I am, um, I want us to kind of go back and just set up how we've actually come to know each other. 
I was, um, I remember I'm now into social media as we were talking about and learning this whole Twitter (laughs) communications tool. And I believe you um, either shared a, a, a post of mine or just did a social endorsement. And I remember when I saw it, it was, I was actually on the way to school with the kids and my husband's driving and I'm going, oh my goodness, this is so cool. <laughs> so I showed him, he's like, huh, do you know her? And I was like, I don't know. And we started talking on Twitter and yes. he reminded me that we actually met about two years ago. Yes. At a women's retreat, yes, by that was given by your church, where I was so um, so privileged to come and do one of your breakout sessions. Um, so I just want to thank you for remembering who I am and and reconnecting with me. Oh, I was so um, I was so excited when I saw your um, your logo and everything, and I said, "Oh wow, she has a podcast now!" So I was very excited, and so um, I'm happy to now be a part of it. Thank so. you, and I I'm so glad that we've been able to collaborate a little bit. So you were doing. Um, something very interesting the last month. Can you share what you what project you dove into during the month of September? Okay. Um, well, September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month. And for people that aren't familiar with sickle cell, it is um, a genetic disorder. It's a genetic blood disorder that um, both parents can pass on to their children. And... For the month of September, I did 30 posts, um, 30 blog posts, uh, all related to sickle cell. Wow. And um, the idea came because one of my children, I have twins, mm-hmm. and my daughter was diagnosed with sickle cell anemia when she mm-hmm. was born. Um, my husband and I found out that we both had the trait and we knew that there was a possibility that we would have a child with sickle cell. At the time, we didn't know what that really meant because we hadn't heard about it. Hmm. So it's actually one of the most common genetic disorders in the world, but it's not talked about that much. And I said, you know, God, of course, when uh, we found out that we both had the trait, of mm-hmm. course, we prayed and prayed mm-hmm. and prayed. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, you know, we don't want our child to have sickle right. cell. But as it turns out, she does. Okay. And um, I believe that God... Uh, allowed it to happen for a reason. Mm. And I'm, you know, not to say that I'm happy that it happened, but I feel like God gave us something that um, we can share with others and help other people. So in the past, a lot of times people are ashamed to Mm -hmm, share that mm -hmm. someone in their family has a disease or an illness, but sometimes we have to help educate other people so that we can be more aware. And so when two husband, um, when a wife and a husband sit down together Mm -hmm. and they find out, yeah, we're expecting and they find out, you know, they both have the trait. And they had never heard of it. I think this kind of opens that conversation so that um, they will be aware of what the sickle cell trait is. Because in our community, it is very, very common. And so that's kind of where the conversation came from mm-hmm. um, and why I decided to do 30 posts for sickle cell. So it's I decided to share a little bit of our story and... I've also, um, I did interviews with different people mm-hmm. and I was so blessed that you were able to share, um, 
your message in one of the interviews about um, just from an OBGYN perspective, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate it. A lot of people, uh, there's an interview with a hematologist, yes, um, with just that. different um, people, different backgrounds, people with sickle cell right. who are living with it. And it really helped me as a parent because you can you know, go to the appointments and you can mm-hmm. research, but it's different when you're living it. Yes. And... Um, I'm in. I'm been so blessed to see just a wide variety of people with sickle cell and how it affects people differently. Mm-hmm. And the face of sickle cell, you know, it's not a disease that people wear. Um, mm-hmm. You can't physically see it. That's true. And so, so true. Um, I thought it was. It definitely touched me as a parent, and I'm able from that experience, from the different blog posts, from the research throughout the month, I'm able to parent her better. And her sister, who, you know, is also a support, um, Mm -hmm. and um, she has the sickle cell trait. So um, I'm able to teach them while they're Mm -hmm. young what they have to do to live healthy and whatnot. And so um, it was a blessing for me, and I believe that God put it on my heart to share with other people. Wow, that is that that's a big, big blessing right there. Just sitting here hearing your story for me. Um, you you talk about when you you have the trait, your husband has the trait. When did you find that out? Did you find that out prior to marriage? No. Um we were actually so um I believe we were around twenty weeks. Um, into our pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So it was very late. Yeah. Very, very late. Um, I had my first appointment. My first ultrasound was at my first appointment. And I found out I was having twins. Wow. And so um, I guess it was around um, five or six appointments later, they decided to test us both. And um, I don't know if my husband got his test back late, but it just so happens that we were pretty far into the pregnancy when we found mm. out that we both had the trait and neither one of us knew prior to that. Once you found out what type of conversations started emerging, not only between the two of you, but with your parents, with your families? I don't, I don't think, um, we're kind of quiet. So <laughs> we, we didn't necessarily, I don't remember reaching out to our families, um, collectively. Okay. Um, I mentioned it to my family, and I remember them saying, oh, you do? Um, Because I'm the youngest of five. Okay. And apparently I'm the only one with the sickle cell trait. Really? Which is very strange. Um, So it was very... um, it was very different. It wasn't like mm-hmm. there were people in my family that had the mm-hmm. sickle cell trait and or somebody who had sickle cell disease. Nothing like that. I had nothing to compare it to. Um, so it was it was kind of isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, just what? I mean, we have, you know, it was, it was confusing. And yes. it was a lot to kind of take in. And we didn't really understand what it meant at the time. And so... Um, the doctor, our my OBGYN said, well, there's one in four chance that your child will have sickle cell disease. But, you know, you can sign up for the cord blood registry. <laughs> so that was all in kind of the same sentence, kind of flow like this is this is just kind of what you do. Right. Wow. Right. And I was like, what? what? Right. You're like, huh? Exactly. Exactly. So this is this is three years into our marriage that we find this and mm-hmm. um, find this out. We weren't 
actually, you know, trying to have a child, but we were, I was, I was wanting to have a child, Mm -hmm. but we hadn't really had that conversation like, oh yeah, let's get pregnant. So the whole, the whole experience was overwhelming for us. Um, And then to find out we were having twins. Yeah. So (laughs) the whole thing was like, it was like, you got pushed into the deep end. Right. And it was all at once. Right. Yeah. Swim, swim. (laughs) So that's kind of how it was. Mm -hmm. And, um. You know, it's kind of a blur because it's been, my kids are now six. They just had a birthday. So, um, it was, it was a lot of emotions. And Mm -hmm. so one, that's also why I began to share and talk about it on my blog, because I remember what I went through Mm -hmm. and I remember, you know, not necessarily being very comfortable at first telling other people, you know, not even telling people at our church Mm -hmm. or, um, like our pastor, you know, because there will be complications. Yes. <laughs> there, yes. There will be yes. complications. Yes. And um, they don't have to be bad, but you do have to pay attention and be aware. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I had to learn. And um, there will be times when things will be overwhelming and you can't handle it all on your own. And so I had to learn how to allow people to support wow. us. And so um, that's kind of why I begin to open up mm-hmm. and express, you know, what kind of takes place when someone has sickle cell because it's not it's not uncommon, mm-hmm. and I want it to be a conversation that isn't shameful. That's true. I I'm thinking back. There was a classmate of mine in high school whose mother had sickle cell. And I remember her coming to do like a chapel period for us to talk about it, um, to tell us little things of, you know, to try and help us at the level where we were understand it because her son had the trait. Um, And that kind of lingered with me, I guess, as I was, you know, drawn to the sciences and that was something I was interested in. And it always kind of stuck in the back of my head. Um, She did subsequently pass away after we were probably in college or whatever, and I'm not sure what the complications were. But um, it it was one of those things where you just didn't talk about it. It was one of those, you're not sure what it is. How, well, well, what is sickle cell? What does that mean? Are you, can can you do? Is it contagious? Right, is it contagious? (laughs) That's the people's What is it? So how did you start your journey? How did you and your husband start your journey of educating yourselves outside of having that conversation with your doctor with um, the announcement? Yeah, you guys have the trait and... You well, might that, want to sign up for cord blood registry. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that same day, so I was I was um, taking the metro to work, mm-hmm. and that same day when I got off the metro, I saw a pamphlet. Whoa! Um, I saw a pamphlet that said um, that there was a sickle cell center at Howard University. Huh? And so, and so I picked up the paper and said, "Thank you, God," because I I truly believe that. God was opening the door to educate me. Mm. And so I had to accept that. Whether I was in denial or not, I had to accept it and embrace it. And so I did that immediately. So I picked up the pamphlet and I began to read it. And of course, in the back of my mind, because I'm still pregnant at the time, so I I didn't know whether she was going to be born with it or not. I still, you know, in in my heart, I still wanted her not to have it. But I felt like, you know, here I am, I'm getting this information. I don't believe in coincidences. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of knew mm-hmm. in my heart, 
Um, like I said, I was having twins. It never crossed my mind that both of them could have it because I knew that they were fraternal. I just felt like okay. one would. Yeah. And I don't know. It's not something I can truly explain. Yeah. Yeah. But um, one of my children does and the other one has the traits. So um, I begin to... I'm really into the internet and <laughs> so okay. I'm young. I, I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't believe in self-diagnosis okay. or anything. Okay. So, um, but I feel like the internet kind of, it allows you to get information mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Yes. So, um, I didn't go to the library and begin mm-hmm, opening mm-hmm. books, but I did begin to kind of look into the research and see, okay, so it was, uh, I found out, you know, it was first um, discovered in 19, uh, 1910. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why are people still dying from it? Mm-hmm. You know, why, why don't I hear about this um, a lot? And the first, there was someone I knew when I was a kid that had sickle cell. Um, When I was, I was around seven or eight and there was a little girl in the neighborhood. Her Mm -hmm. mom was um, Puerto Rican and her dad was in the military and he was black. Mm -hmm. And um, she had sickle cell disease. And um, she would take medicine, lots and lots of medicine. She was only four at the time. And... um, I only knew her for a summer because at the end of the summer, she passed away. Mm. Um, she had had a, cri- a pain crisis yeah. and um, the hospital, um, the parent, her parents said she received too much pain medicine and she passed away. And um, that was kind of the beginning and end of what I knew prior to this experience. Right, right. Um, you know, my family, you know, they didn't explain, you know, what sickle cell was. I don't even think at the time my family really knew much about you know, because she wasn't in our family. She was just someone in the neighborhood. Right. So um, I just kind of had to do, when I talked to my family about it, I have a sister who um, was really, she was like, what? I can't believe this. And she began to do research too. And I remember she found an article in Ebony Magazine. Hmm that she shared with me about sickle cell. And it talked about um, really great research at John Hopkins University Mm. and all the things that they were doing. And um, she said, you know, um, this was after I had my daughter and you receive a card in the mail that says, you know, your child has um, sickle cell, you know, and it tells you what type because there are different mm. types of sickle cell. Yeah, so I, I have a card. Right. I have a card and it says that she has SS. Okay. So um, so I got that. It says keep the card with you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then you begin to receive uh, information from the health department. Oh my word. <laughs> so this you can start, be overwhelming. Right. So you start getting all of this information and like a case manager comes to meet you because they want to make sure that you're parenting your child correctly. Wow. So the state kind of gets involved and it's like, what, <laughs> you wow. know, and if you haven't been exposed to it, it's kind of like an invasion of your privacy yes, to some yes. respect. And so, um, I remember, um, my sister told me about a doctor at John Hopkins mm-hmm. and I, um, I told the pediatrician, I had switched pediatricians, told the pediatrician, I want to go to John Hopkins. This is the doctor I want to see. And, um, God worked it out. Wow. <laughs> so, so um, that's kind of how that side of it uh, came together, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, she gets great treatment mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we continue to do research and 
anytime I have an opportunity to read about sickle cell, I do. Wow. Um, and so I've just done a ton of research. I, you know, the internet definitely was one of the places. The pamphlet at, from Howard was mm-hmm. the first place. Mm-hmm. Then um, they have symposiums. They have um, conferences. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going to, when my daughter was, I believe she was one, mm-hmm. we went to our first sickle cell walk. Hmm. Um, and is that what I saw you recently were a part, was a part of? That's, that's a different walk. That was... Okay. Um, that's kind of how I found out about the stomp, um, stomp out sickle cell walk. Mm. But the very first walk I went to, it was through the Lauren Beck Foundation, and it was in Annapolis, Maryland. And I I went there, and they had um, people sign up for to give bone marrow transplants, mm-hmm. to give blood, and that's kind of how I began to meet people who were living with sickle cell. And I began to learn that one of the most common treatments were blood transfusions. Mm-hmm. So I met so many people that, you know, they have their port, yes. and they would talk about yes. their port, and it began, you know, it didn't scare me, because to some people, it can be kind of scary to see all of yes. that. Um, it was more empowering. I'm like, here wow. here are people who are living and fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren Beck, unfortunately, the the person that the foundation is named after, she passed away and okay. is named in her honor. But there was so much, it was so much love in the room about sickle cell. And um, it was kind of like... You know, here are people, there is a support network. You just have to reach out there and find the people. And so um, that was kind of how I became a part of the community. Hmm. Not long after that, I started my blog and I began to, I I began to talk about um, how um, (laughs) we did sign up for the core blood registry. So (laughs) and we'll get back to that. I know some people are saying, okay, what is the blood registry we'll get back to it exactly so i begin to write about all the experiences that i was having and um that's and i just begin to share it because you know um i'm a writer Mm -hmm. um and i that's kind of how i express myself that's kind of how i i learn and um i release frustration and growth (laughs) so um so i just begin to write about it um and what I begin to see is that I I just begin to feel that um, I just begin to feel empowered by the situation. Um, at first, it was very overwhelming, and when you have a newborn or yes. two newborns in my case, and you come home and you find out, you know, there are some issues, you can you can cry. Yes. And so I remember crying at first, yes. but I remember just being able to write about it and share it with others, the pain kind of went away. And I realized, you know, you don't have anything to um, be ashamed of or feel sorry about. This is just life. And so how are you going to take it? Are you going to have an attitude of pity or are you going to have an attitude of power Hmm. where you allow it to empower you and enrich your life? And so um, I said, you know what? It's up to me. If I want my child to be able to feel like she's intelligent, that she can do anything, that she's beautiful, that she's loving, that she can be kind and she can, you know, do climb mountains. I have to I have to empower her with that. Right, right. And how I parent her, even with the illness, is very important. And so that's 
writing about it just caused me to kind of see what how I was parenting and how I was connecting with the situation. And so it um, gave light to the situation, so to speak, because mm-hmm. you can't, you know, when you read something, it becomes real, a little bit real, more mm-hmm. real than um, if you just think it. And so it kind of just changed the way I did things. So I, I mentioned before that we were kind of a private we were kind of private and yeah, quiet. Yeah, and, this uh, is kind of <laughs> right. <laughs> the so antithesis, this right? Is your alter ego, right? And but so, really, yeah. but it was it was important. I begin to see the importance mm-hmm. of kind of sharing your testimony, yes. and that's what I see it as. Yes. you know, just sharing our testimony. So, um, so it's a blessing for me. Empowerment. Think about that. How can you feel that you are empowered instead of a victim? Take hold, take control, and start using your circumstances to be a blessing to others. I think it all starts, in my opinion, when you take your eyes off yourself and you start looking at others. Elle talks about how she started thinking about how is she going to parent her child, her daughter, to be able to know that she could do anything. As I said, this amazing woman, as a mother and a wife and an advocate, takes this, what seems to be an adversity, and starts turning it around. In the next show, we're going to get a little more technical. We're going to go back to school again, lay down some physiology, and then Elle is going to help you start seeing what this looks like on an everyday basis. So we'll see you back next time. Get your pens and papers, because we're going to continue this straight talk. <laughs>